When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shane Steichen got his first win as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts this past weekend against the Houston Texans. So what has Steichen's impact been on this young Colts team? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, the special audio-only episodes of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast brought to you by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here as always with my colleague at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, it's been it's been a pretty decent start for for Shane Steichen and and this new Colts coaching staff. Uh, they've they they haven't been perfect by any means, but there's a lot of things that you can look to that you would be very encouraged about. So uh, overall, I think I think it's really uh, it's it's a really good start for for Steichen, and I I think it has a chance to to continue in that direction. Yeah, and this is this is exactly why the Colts brought him in is because he's such an interesting offensive mind. He's kind of like where the modern era of you know coaches are going. They're going with more mobile quarterbacks is how offenses want to perform, more of the running back committee, more of you know an explosive type of offense. The Colts haven't had that in a while, and they haven't had a quarterback that can really do that outside of Carson Wentz, who was very shaky at times. So I think that this is a perfect spot for Steichen to be in if they can somehow get Jonathan Taylor back. That's just like beautiful icing on top of the cake but yeah overall in these first two contests I know that it's just two but they've both been divisional games which is never easy to start after season that way and I think Steichen even in that loss to the Jaguars I think he played or I think he called a very good game and he has very good plays and seems to always have something up his sleeve for every situation defensively that's thrown at him very prepared as a head coach and and as a rookie head coach you love to see that so uh, today we're going to discuss Shane Steichen and his impact and how he's showing his worth as the Indianapolis Colts head coach but before that if you haven't done so please go like us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live so you never miss an episode but if you can't catch us live wherever you're listening to us today apple spotify google we're obviously on here as well so make sure you give us a five-star review and subscribe to us on here really means a lot to us so drake obviously the biggest thing that, that shane steichen was brought in for is to mold a rookie quarterback he's had success with justin herbert had success with jalen hurts and now he has anthony richardson to mold into his own so 
I mean, obviously, we Richardson and and Shane Steichen have been tied to the hip ever since Richardson was drafted by the Colts with the number four overall pick. So since that night in April till now, we're talking uh, September twentieth is when you guys will be listening to this episode. What what have you seen between Shane Steichen and, and Anthony Richardson? Not only the, the development or the impact that, that Steichen has had on Richardson, but but also kind of kind of how he has structured this offense around his rookie quarterback. Well, he's structured the offense in a very run centric type of way, where even without a dominant back like Jonathan Taylor he's still able to use Richardson's mobility, which is something that he wants him to use. Okay. That mobility is going to open up opportunities. It's going to make people freeze just for a second to make those completions a bit easier for Richardson. Um, I think he's starting him out throwing shorter too. I think that he's making the offense very simple, little rollouts, RPOs, screen reads, like slant reads on the RPOs. We're talking like one read. Oh, the the linebacker stays. I'm throwing out. The linebacker bites. I'm throwing in. Like just really easy stuff to get him acclimated. Um, I do also think that that's leading to higher completion percentages because, look, I know, again, we're only two games in. We have to preface that. But he's 63.8% right now. Okay, he was really struggling with accuracy coming into the NFL, and he's actually more accurate in his first year, or at least in his first couple games in the NFL, albeit a very short one with the Texans, than he was in college. So he's improving. Steichen understands that you got to have a run game around him. And I'll even say this, that the offensive line, boy, I tell you what, Tony Sperano Jr., I know that this is about Shane Steichen, but he brought Sperano Jr. in. Okay, so he knew that he needed an offensive line around Richardson. They're making it a lot easier too. Okay, having an offensive line that's playing well again uh, is really helping him. So I think that it's a run-centric offense. It fits his skill set. It's low risk right now to just get him better at throwing short and medium. But at the end of the day, eventually, like we were talking about before we got on here, he's going to uncork that offense. He's going to give Richardson the keys, and he's going to start to kind of get more comfortable as the season goes along throwing deep, and then you can really open up everything for the kid. I agree. And, and I think that you start out Anthony Richardson slow and, and you're, you got to bring him along as, as the offense, as he gets more comfortable in the offense, as he gets used to the game in the NFL. And that's exactly what Shane Steichen is doing. He's just progressively bringing Anthony Richardson along, opening up the, the playbook as the weeks go along. We already saw in a very limited sample size in, in that week, in that week two, uh, since Richardson only played a little bit more than a quarter before going out with the concussion you you started to see more things it was more more uh more full field reads or he wasn't just putting it strictly to to one read and then having him take off if you watch the film you see anthony pritcherson going through his progressions and and shane steichen putting him into those areas to succeed obviously you touched on the run game uh, the, the the quarterback run game is going to be huge for Anthony Richardson. That's part of the big reason why you why you draft a guy like Richardson is because of his mobility, because of the threat with his legs. And the Colts have been taking advantage of that in five quarters of play for Richardson. He has three rushing touchdowns already. Now, well on his way to breaking the the uh, the record for most rushing touchdowns in a season by a Colts quarterback. So you you want to use that. Obviously, you he needs to learn how to protect himself. But early on, 
Shane Steichen is is putting Anthony Richardson in places where he can succeed and and not asking too much out of the rookie quarterback, making sure he's comfortable in what he's running before just strictly going to uh, uh, to something completely different. We're starting to see the offense open up a little more, even from week one to week two. Really, the, the the one complaint that I guess that a lot of people have is there haven't been really any deep shots that Anthony Richardson has taken, but those are coming. You're starting to see defenses come down into the box to try to guard that the running game, the quarterback running game, and that's where those shots over the top with Anthony Richardson are going to occur. So I love how detailed he's been with Anthony Richardson, how he hasn't puts too much on on the rookie's plate and he's just progressing things slowly making sure anthony richardson gets comfortable with one thing before he moves on to the next and honestly that's that's how i think you get the most out of anthony richardson as the season goes along you continue to do this and then by the end of the season we're starting to see a full playbook and a full arsenal for this offense with anthony richardson running it well, and the thing is, when it comes to the lack of deep shots, per se, that is because you want him to get more acclimated to throwing short and medium because defense is right out of the gate. No, he can throw deep. They know that's his that's his strength. They're going to take that away. They're going to force him to do the underneath stuff. So Steichen is just kind of slowly getting him into the groove of things, leveling him up game after game. And again, going back to the concussions and, and you know protecting himself, the best way he's going to develop is getting out there and actually taking snaps. So as long as he can do that, as long as he can continue just doing what he's been doing, one interception, big deal. He has four touchdowns. Okay, he has four touchdowns in two games. And in, very, in five quarters of play, four overall touchdowns. So I think that I'm right there with you. I think that I, I really appreciate what Steichen's done with him. He's made it easy on Richardson to start out. Now you're going to face way better defenses than both Jacksonville and Houston. But this is what it's all about. you got to acclimate him slowly. He's got almost no experience coming into a big-time NFL league that you know has defenders that are of the best athleticism in the entire planet playing against him. So I think you're going to continue to see that. And as the games go along, you'll get those deep shots fans don't worry and not only has anthony richardson uh, been a vocal point for for shane steichen and and how he has what he's really focused on as the head coach uh, this this passing game looks different as well i mean it, it still comes from the nick sirianni tree uh but but Shane Steichen has been a disciple of Norv Turner since for for years now, and and when you look at all of this, he he likes to take those deep shots. They haven't presented them quite yet, but though the way this offense is shaping up, those those deep shots are going to be there. A lot of times, what we have seen with the passing game is is you have your traditional X wide receiver, the the big body go to guy on, on those tough downs, and and we've seen Michael Pittman Jr. already take advantage of that. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. I think is fourth in the NFL in receptions after two weeks. It seems like the Colts have really had a game plan and Steichen has had a game plan to get Pittman Jr. involved and involved early. Same with Josh Downs. Josh Downs is that quick win wide receiver. You see a lot of the passes when Anthony Richardson is trying to get the ball out of his hands before the rush gets there. It's going to Josh Downs. So those are those are just a couple of things that I've seen from the passing offense and, and how Shane Steichen has put his mark on things. What are some things that have stood out to you, Drake, uh, from, from Shane Steichen and his passing game? Well, I mean, 
right there with you on Michael Pittman. 23 targets through two games, and we're not talking one target-heavy game as opposed to the other. It's 11 and then 12. So, I mean, that is the focal point of the passing game. It's going to open up other things. I do like what you said about Josh Downs. Him and Richardson, they were rooming together during training camp. They were learning each other's tendencies. You know, right away they were throwing the ball to each other in the parking lot after the draft. So um, I, I think that you've got the element of the deep ball with Alec Pierce. You've got the all-around receiver who I believe especially he's proving that he's a number one guy in Michael Pittman. And then you've got the burner underneath with the sl- in the slot in Josh Downs. But also, how about the tight end group? I mean, Shane Steichen is utilizing this tight end group well, minus J- Jelani Woods. He's getting Will Mallory targets. Before he got hurt, Andrew Ogletree uh, caught a big pass. Mo Ali Cox is actually out there looking at least a little bit more in tune with the offense. And Kylan Granson looks like a legitimate tight end one in Shane Steichen's scheme. So just as much as he's helping Richardson, he's helping this receiving core and this tight end core get into the groove of things with Richardson. Now, you hope to see a little bit more from the backfield. You know, I think Zach Moss did okay in the game against Houston, but that's really the last thing you want to see is some pass catching out of the backfield. I'm really excited to see the role that Jelani Woods has in this offense oh. when he does return from that hamstring injury. But but you nailed it right on the head. Kylan Granson, another shout out to him for getting his first touchdown this past weekend. Kylan Granson has, I think we're, we're starting to see, we've always talked about how Kylan Granson really does a good job of creating separation. And I think that's what what is making him so successful in the Shane Steichen offense because the guys that can create that separation are the ones that are getting the ball and getting the ball quickly. So Kylan Granson has been able to to make numerous catches, uh, be able to get open across the middle of the field, an area that Anthony Richardson loves to throw the ball right over the middle of the field. So you, you see that happening. You see that rapport building up, and Kylan Granson has been steady. He's had a drop or two, sure, but for the most part, he's been getting open, he's been catching the ball, and he's been getting first downs in, in 10 to 15-yard chunks when they do happen. So I, I think it's it's been nice to see Kylan Granson kind of take another step up. And I, I think when Jelani Woods comes back and you can start using more of those two tight ends, you have your tight, your bigger tight end in Jelani Woods, and then kind of your move tight end and Kylan Granson. I think it's going to really open things up even more for this offense. But, but I think... I I think maybe maybe the thing that hasn't been as impressive it certainly wasn't in week one but then when you get your you get a legitimate back in in, in zach moss in the backfield there we saw a, a good running game on sunday against the houston texans credit to the offensive line the offensive line was moving dudes zach moss in his first game back did not look rusty at all. He was plugging away for for close to five yards a carry, and and that's where we get to this you know throw to score points and and run to win. Zach Moss had the hot hand. The offensive line was rolling, and and even though Anthony Richardson was out, Gardner Minshew came in. They still relied heavily on that run game to to really control the clock and control the rest of the game. Yeah, and in today's NFL, you're not looking for, especially in Zach Moss's case, you're not looking for a guy to go out there and carry the entire team. You're looking for a running back that can at least be productive enough or on the high end of production, like a guy like Taylor or Eckler or guys like that, um, to open up the rest of the offense. Okay, because if you're one dimensional and all you're doing is handing the ball off, I mean, we saw it in Indianapolis a couple years ago. You could still miss the playoffs and do everything possible 
in that backfield. 1,800 rushing yards, 20-plus touchdowns. You can do it all and still miss the playoffs. you got to have a passing game. And one of the best ways to open that up, especially for a guy like Richardson, is to have a good ground game. And like you said, real quick, in the in the uh, Jacksonville game, it was really a slaughterhouse of, of numbers for the Colts' running back committee. Richardson literally led the team in rushing yards. But then for a guy like Zach Moss to come in, hasn't played in a while, to, to be the bell cow, the only guy to get any action in the game, mixed with the offensive line playing better. You just hope that ground game continues. And then, of course, you really want to see Jonathan Taylor return at some point, maybe even with Zach Moss as a one-two punch. I think that that could really give defenses fits with Richardson in the mix. Exactly. That's where I was going to go next is Richardson plays a role in all of this in that running game as well. Obviously, the 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 just the just how dynamic though the running game is in a Shane Steichen offense. It opens it up for the quarterback run, being able to disguise things and, and how they move around with the offensive line, creating holes for Zach Moss. Zach Moss himself creating holes when there really wasn't anything there. Uh, hopefully this is, this is a good trend that continues. And then probably my last my last note on what I've seen out of Shane Steich in these past two games is he's he he's a quick learner. And what I mean by that is there were some questionable moments in that first game against Jacksonville with clock management, uh, maybe some some decisions or or some play calls. But it seemed like those were all cleaned up against the Houston Texans, obviously a, a lesser opponent. But at the same time, it didn't it seemed like. Shane Steichen had a good control and a good feel for the game from the moment the, the kickoff happened till the moment the Colts got the victory. It was never, he never felt overwhelmed. He even had that, that play where they had the punt team out on the field and then they did the quick change sides where the offense came back out and made the Texans burn a timeout. It was, it, it just seems like he's coming into his own. It's things are starting to slow down for him as a head coach as well. Just calling the game because you're, he's no longer an offensive coordinator. He has to be mindful of what's going on on all three sides of the ball. So when that happens, it can be uh, a, an adjustment for a head coach, but he's a bright guy and, and it seems like the game is slowing down for him and he's, he's, becoming accustomed to that head coaching role all the while still calling plays for the offense. Yeah. And you know, Really, with with him being a first year head coach and coming, obviously he really knows the offense well. He was a coordinator at multiple locations. But the thing is, coming into your first year as a head coach is totally different. You're running an entire team. He's got a brand new quarterback, a guy that's inexperienced that he's developing, along with a team that's really starting to come into their own with the run game, with the offensive line, with the pass catcher or with the pass catchers. It's all starting to connect, and you're going to see some dips. You're going to see some highs and lows with Steichen, just like you were with Richardson. You know, they're kind of in this in the same boat here at new positions. But, hey, Steichen so far has shown me a lot. He's shown you a lot. And it gives you high hopes that he's just going to continue getting better as the season goes along. Might even get a better record than a lot of people were thinking before the year started. 
It does seem like the Colts are a lot more prepared than they have been in previous seasons yes. to start out the year. <laughs> and uh, I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch Shane Steichen continue to mature and, and for this Colts team to really grow throughout the 2023 season. So that's our show for today, guys. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to another episode of Horseshoe Huddle Halftime. If you haven't done so already, please go and follow us on all of our social media like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and click that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live every Monday and Tuesday night on the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. And then if you can't catch us live wherever you are listening to us today, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really means a lot and it helps us reach a lot more Colts fans just like you. Go ahead and follow Drake at Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL and we will be back Thursday night to get you ready for Colts Ravens week three in Baltimore are we going to see Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson we certainly hope so so until then Colts fans enjoy your week and we'll see you Thursday night